Hey, what's up, you wonderful Babylon Bee Headline Forum subscribers? This is Pure Teej, and you are listening to We The People. If this is your first time joining us, we want to say hi and welcome. I'm one of the co-hosts here, and I'm joined together, as always, by two amazing people. And we're here just to shine a bit of a spotlight back into the wonderful place that is the Headline Forum community. And so we're really keen just to find out what's been going on in the forum, all the different headlines that have been submitted and posted, and maybe even published. So we've got a lot to talk about, and we're also talking to a very special guest later on in the episode, which we're really excited about. So uh, who have I got today? Not much of a surprise probably now. I think everyone's used to the fact that the, the wonderful Kurgle has started joining us on a more regular basis. Hey, Kurgle. Hello. Yes, I am here. It's good to see you. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple of questions for you real quick, because um, mm. I know um, the subscribers are very caring people, mm-hmm. and we all care about the welfare of our fellow people. So two questions. Sure. First, have you recovered from your taco cat goat cheese pizza injury? <laughs> I was I was listening back to our last episode with um with Israel when you were talking about that. And uh, yeah, we we did play it shortly afterwards. And uh for those that didn't who aren't on not the bee, I posted a photo and tagged Kurgle because uh, my daughters played that and one of their hands was was bleeding from from the uh <laughs> The madness of the game. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Okay, good. Second question: uh, How how did you make it through your Fourth of July fireworks? Do you still have all your fingers? How dare you! <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> what, can I can I just point to this here? Can you see that? Yes, I see that. That's the Union Jack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kurgle, I bow down to you. That was a great question. <laughs> I, I have great fun every every year since I've been in the in the bee community, just posting various headlines and gifts and pictures on the bee and not the bee, just taunting the Americans uh, about your rebellious uh, history. But uh, it's all in good fun, so we have a we have a good time, and I can I can take it as well. <laughs> and, and one of yours was read on the podcast too, so that was that was kind of funny. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that yeah. was good. So, yeah. Anyway, you're you're talking, Prof, but I haven't introduced you yet. The, the third, and uh, some might say, one of the most important co-hosts of We the People, certainly thirty-three point three three percent. It is well, I, I keep saying Prof, but it's Doctor Conservative Prof. It is. I have a diploma and everything. I would move my webcam and show you, but it'll probably disconnect me, so I won't do that. But um, yeah, don't touch anything. <laughs> don't touch anything. I will not we, touch anything. But yes, I have a real diploma and everything now, so it's officially official. For those that listen to the bonus content of this podcast, which, by the way, <laughs> we have bonus content, it, it usually includes some shenanigans with uh, with Prof's web connection or some sort of audio quality issue that we have almost every episode. <laughs> It just it just happens, but I'm here. Um, glad to be here. It's um, been a few weeks since we talked last, so looking forward to uh, discussions today. Yeah. So, Prof, what's been going on with you since we last spoke? Like you say, it has been a few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, nothing too major. Um, still summer, so my schedule's pretty relaxed, and uh, not that I I still have things to do, and I have online classes that, that nurse along and all that good stuff, but. Um, 
just spent the weekend fishing with my sons. We had a great time, so um, enjoyed that. And last time we talked, I talked about my sons bought a kayak that I was mm. really fancy. And well, guess what I did? I broke down and bought the exact same one myself. So, <laughs> uh, so now I have one just like they do. And uh, so I, I bought one and used it for the first time this weekend. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, sometimes it's good to be back because after a weekend, I'm trying to keep up with them. I'm always sore. I got home last night. And my wife's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I can barely walk. I'm trying to keep up with those two on the water. It's really hard to do. And she kind of laughed. It didn't really have any sympathy for me, which is not a surprise. So um, then uh, this morning, um, I had a plumber over at the house. Our kitchen sink needs to be replaced. And I probably could do it, but it'd probably take me like a solid day. There might be a flower bed in there somewhere, so I wanted to avoid that. <laughs> so we we bought um, we bought a replacement a faucet last week, and the guy came this morning. He goes to install the new one, and it didn't work. Like somehow we had a defective one. Yeah, so he's got to come back tomorrow. And I posted a headline about a family who's trying to decide if they should go on a cruise or yeah. place the kitchen sink. I, I just saw that this morning. Yeah, that's where that came from. So. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, what are the odds? He goes, I'm really sorry I have to bill you for my time. I'm like, I get it. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, so he'll be back tomorrow morning and hopefully we'll have a kitchen sink again. So um, it was just it was just dripping and leaking pretty bad, but, uh, but we'll, we'll survive another day without that. I was quite surprised to hear, Prof, that you had money left over to buy the, uh, the, the kayak uh, because I remember on our last episode, you talked about a very expensive hairdryer that you broke. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, I did. You know what? It still works. It still works. So thankfully, um, she is, hasn't really said much about it, but I am waiting for the day where she goes, it's conked out. I got to go get a new one. Yeah, it's that day's happening. I'd say I, it doesn't really matter if it's still working or not. You should go buy her a rust-free Hair dryer. <laughs> Just the, the $10 Walmart cheapie, right? Uh, the plastic one, right? Yeah. <laughs> She'd probably go, why are you buying me things for my hair? It, it, no, don't do that. No, 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 no. Don't do that. I've got this mental picture of you now sitting in the kayak with the hairdryer behind you in the water, powering Oh, the yeah. Powering it. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. I need a really long extension cord, though. That's for sure. So, but, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I may be wrong, but I think bad, thing, bad things happen when you put a hairdryer in water. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah. I, I, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been my week. And how about you, Kogel? What's been going on? Because every time we talk, uh, just like Prof there, it sounds like you've had, first of all, you had a problem with your roof. Then uh, I think your fridge broke down. So I hope you haven't had any other appliances. Uh... No, no, no breakdowns. Our refrigerator is doing really, really well. Um, we still don't have a new roof, but we were told uh, probably mid-August we'll have the new roof. But yeah, yeah, 85% of the town needed new roofs from the hailstorm. That's what I heard. Wow. So so yeah, it's a long list, but we're on there. So, um, But yeah, days have been flying by. We are going to be leaving on vacation the end of this weekend, though. All right. So oh, nice. that'll be fun. And get to go to the best place right now that we can go to. Belgium. Arizona. Nice. Because Arizona in August is really delightful. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Don't, you don't even have to wear a jacket. That's true. Are you going to see the Grand Canyon? 
Um, we might. the The main thing we're going for is um, one of Gizmo's best friends moved to Arizona in March, and uh, she's really, really been missing her. So mm. we wanted to do everything we could to get a trip out there to see well, her. Great. So, no, so it worked out. Um, so is mostly going to be just whatever the two of them want to do. They've been talking about wanting to get their nails done, things like that. They're not really interested in sightseeing. <laughs> Sounds important. Uh, yeah. There's this but, giant hole in the ground that's pretty spectacular. If you guys want to go see that, no, just want to get my nails done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, we are going to fly uh, because that is just that's a awfully, awfully long car trip from my back. So yeah. this will be the yeah. second um, flight experience that I have. So does that does that make me a seasoned flyer now? You, you might have rites of passage to walk through the plane and shout at the passengers very loudly. <laughs> that guy's not real. That guy back <laughs> there is not real. I, yeah. I, I do have some good and bad news about the flight this time, though. Bad news is I will not have a window seat. No. But the, the good news is that um, since there's three of us, we get that whole three section. So as a group, we will have the window seat. There you go. It's just that Gizmo claimed it right away. But <laughs> the, the good news is um, I have the power to ground her if she closes the window. I would actually say I'm going to make you see the Grand Canyon and not let you get your nails done if you shut that window. <laughs> That's what I would say to her. Yeah, that, that would probably be more effective. <laughs> we should probably mention as well for people that aren't familiar, Gizmo is Kurgle Jr., your daughter. Yeah, I'm still getting used to that. I still think of her as Kurgle Jr. Gizmo, that's her username on the Babylon Bee headline forum, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, that was, um, she took that name up from her cat that died earlier this year. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, I have to be honest, actually, I haven't seen, uh, has she been active? Uh, I haven't seen any headlines from her. Um, yeah, she only, she usually does just one a day. And usually it's late at night. It's like, oh yeah, I still have to do my headline today. And she'll, she'll post it late, but uh, she's not on there a lot, but yeah, she's on there. And many of her headlines are about Cynthia Chicken. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not sure who Cynthia Chicken is, but they are often about Cynthia Chicken. Okay, the, the story behind that, um, oh, it was when she was getting ready for her dance recital, and she wanted to do uh, headlines about that, and she decided she wanted to make a chicken the main character. So <laughs> so she was trying to think of a name for it, so I just pulled up names, just a list of girl names on the internet, and she liked Cynthia, so it was Cynthia. Yeah. So, Tej, I know that you were recently in England. It was a vacation for you, and you hadn't oh. been back since pre-COVID, so it had been a few years. And you posted some great photos um, of your trips. I just want to hear more about it. Yeah, it's been many years. I think 2019 was the last time we went. And then my parents and one of my sisters came over here literally just before, and some friends as well, literally just before the pandemic or the plandemic. And... Um, the way I arrived in the UK from, uh, from, from Belgium was by car. So how much air do you have to put in your tires so that you can drive it across the, Atlantic, the, the English Channel? That's what my question for you. Well, we just, uh, what we do is we collate all of the surrender flags from the French, lay, lay them on the water, and drive across. <laughs> 
in all seriousness, we took the Channel Tunnel, which um, I'm not sure how how much of that the our American audience, which is pretty much everyone, <laughs> I'm not sure how, how much uh, the American audience knows about the, the Channel Tunnel or the Channel, uh, but it stretches from, I think it's about uh, 25 miles long. It stretches from Calais in France to Folkestone, which is near Dover in England. So if you see on a map where the two countries are the closest, uh, it's just that little little bit there where the tunnel joins the two countries together. So we've always gone by boat in the past, but it it's long and it's tiring and it takes ages. And uh, I think it's about three hours in total crossing. When you go with the on the Channel Tunnel, it takes about uh, 25, 30 minutes and you're you're on the other side. So it's really, really convenient. Um, and so that was how we started our journey. First part was spent with my sister and, and her family, which uh, which was lovely. And um, my other sister came down to visit, and my parents came. So we had a nice uh, we had a nice time together, and uh, did a few things locally where she lives. Uh, I think I like you say, Prof. I posted some pictures about that. So we we went to Legoland. Do you have that there in the states? We do. Yep. Of course, you have everything, don't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Legoland, it was it was all right. It was it wasn't fantastic, um, but the the highlight for my wife in particular was going to Highclere Castle, which is what they use to film Downton Abbey, which I I know the Americans are very interested in. Uh, and there were on the day when we went, there were lots of American to, American tourists, and so and people from all over the world. So that was that was an amazing experience actually, and we we had a tour of the inside as well. And I, I have a little confession to make. You, you're not really supposed to take photographs when you're inside. But my, my wife was so excited walking down this very famous staircase, which is featured in the show. Uh, no one was looking. I just took out my phone and snapped a quick picture of her walking down the stairs. <laughs> so, what would, what would have happened if someone saw you taking a picture? I'm not sure. Lord Grantham might have come out and given me a, a speaking to, but uh, there were security cameras everywhere, so they they may have seen it. But usually in these old old houses, the um, the, the rule of thumb, the the general reason for not photographing, is because of the flash, and the flash photography can damage, uh, particularly if if you can imagine tens or even hundreds of people a day uh, taking photographs of the same thing. The extra light can can wear on things which are very very old. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I imagine they just want to protect the inside from too much commercialization and, and try and encourage people to come and see it with their own eyes. Uh, it's quite nice on it as well because I think we're, we're so used now to everywhere you go, you've got your camera or your phone, you're taking pictures. Sometimes it's my wife reminds me to do this on a regular basis: put your phone down and just be in the moment and, and enjoy it. So that's what we did when we were there. So it's lovely. Um, had a really good time. We had a bit of alone time further up north. Uh, we drove up to near the Peak District, which is a beautiful part of the UK. It's kind of in the middle. Um, and while we drove there, we stopped off at Stratford-upon-Avon, which is the birthplace of Shakespeare. Got a tour around the house. Uh, bumped into some more American tourists. They're, they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Ron Swanson, though, Prof. That's sad. Sad, not good. <laughs> uh, but that was cool. That was nice just to get, because I'd learned about Shakespeare as well for my, uh, for my studies. Uh, obviously I know of him and, or I knew of him beforehand, but I was never that interested in my enthusiastic 
tutors uh, brought him to life really so it was nice just to go there and and see everything um an interesting fact the you know, maybe you've seen that in these period dramas where they wear these very special gloves and they've kind of got a an extra bit at the bottom that's decorated and i believe shakespeare's father was a, a glove maker and uh the cost of a pair of gloves in um the late 1500s early 1600s in in britain how much do you think that was have a guess 10 pounds google Nine pounds. <laughs> Nine pounds. I paid one pound. <laughs> the cost was five pounds, huh. which in today's money is 45,000 pounds. Oh, my. Okay. So what is that in dollars? Hey, Siri. What's that in real money? <laughs> yeah. What is 45,000 pounds in US dollars? Uh, $57,702. Whoa. $57,000. Yeah, nearly $58,000 for a, for a pair of gloves. <laughs> wow. It's crazy, isn't it? But um, yeah, that's what... Uh, and they took months to prepare because they, they had to do everything by hand. So it was obviously the affluent and wealthy in society that uh, could afford a pair of gloves. Very strange. Hmm. But lots of heard lots of funny stories, and I won't go into that now, but um, I might... Uh, I don't think I posted any photos of that, actually, on Not The Bee. I might have to do that. So if people are interested, they can go and check that out. Um, but we had a lovely time in the Peak District, which um, a beautiful part of the world. And um, I did post a headline uh, sharing a photo of uh, quite an iconic location where they filmed um, Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 film with uh, Keira Knightley. So it's a beautiful part of the movie where she's standing on the, the edge of a cliff and the piano music swells and it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. And the camera pans around this beautiful shot. So I'd always wanted to visit that place. And uh, unfortunately, Mrs. Teej wouldn't let me go too close to the edge. <laughs> but I, I, I could see where Kira Knightley stood. I don't think that was her. I reckon that was a stunt double. Uh, this, having seen where she would have had to have stood, it, it's far too close to the edge. And especially if it's windy, uh, it's very precarious. Um, but uh, th that was beautiful. And uh, I actually, <laughs> actually I'm not, I probably shouldn't have done this either, but I, I, I plucked a little bit of heather from the, the a lot of heather and uh, do you have that there in the states? Do you know what that is? What would you call yes. heather? It's a flower, know. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a very native to that part of Britain. It grows everywhere on the mountains and on the hills. It's lovely. Uh, so I, I actually plucked a bit of it and took it home and put it in some water. So I'm hoping uh, a little bit of English countryside. So I'm hoping that will uh, that will survive and grow, and then I'll plant it in our garden. Have you broken any international laws by doing that? Shh, don't tell anyone. Are you a fugitive? So after those two indiscretions, plucking <laughs> the flowers and taking the pictures, are you on a government watch list now? I'm not sure. They didn't try and stop me. So, uh, you know, when you, when you travel to the UK, the French aren't bothered because, you know, you're leaving. You're not coming through. When you leave, the British aren't particularly bothered because you're leaving and you're not their problem anymore. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Nothing so far. No strange noises at night or clicks on the telephone, anything like that. <laughs> so I think I'm all right. Okay. So what's customs like when you go through the channel? Like, what do you have to, is there a checkpoint you have to stop at or you just blast right through and do your thing? Yeah, you have to stop and they check your passport, especially since Brexit. So uh, they've become a lot stricter now. And um, uh, before my wife and my children could have traveled on just a local identity card that they issue here in Belgium. but uh, now they have to have 
official passports. Uh, and my passport was stamped, which uh, I've only had my passport stamped when I traveled internationally. So it's very unusual having my passport stamped going into my own country. Um, but um, yeah, that was, uh, they check the passports. They they wipe something over the door handles to check for drugs. Um, they probably have some sort of a politically incorrect racial profile going on for the sorts of people they're looking for. Uh, but we sailed right through otherwise and had had no issues. So uh, I I always feel incredibly guilty, though, when I'm stood at those places, even though I'm perfectly innocent. There's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. And we were, my wife and I, before we had the children, we crossed there once with the, with the ferry that time, with the boat. And uh, we were stopped and we were pulled over. And so we were being interrogated by a British police officer. Uh, just what were our intentions? What were we doing? And we were completely innocent, but yet we were so nervous. We were completely confusing our words and we didn't know what to say. And we were like, interrupting each other and saying contradicting contradicting things. <laughs> so, but I, I imagine they're used to that sort of thing. Uh, but um, yeah, no problem since then. That reminds me of a story. Can I say, can I share a little story? Yeah, go ahead. So this is the mid nineties, long time ago. Um, so I had grandparents lived in Arizona for a while and we went down there to visit them and they, we went to Mexico. We didn't, we basically drove to the border. You could walk across, do the whole shops, all that kind of stuff, walk back over the border, then, you know, go. And so we did that. And then we're driving back to, um, the city where they were living in Arizona and there was a place where they made everybody pull off the interstate. You had to pull off and so you talked about racial profiling. So I'll say my, my vehicle has South Dakota plates. So they see all these white people uh, with South Dakota plates and the uh, officer just waved and just smiled at us and waved us through, just said, go. <laughs> so there's my, there's my racial profiling story right there. <laughs> we did not, we did not fit the model of a, uh, Drug kingpins or anything like that. Yeah, that's your white <laughs> privilege, there, Prof. Yeah, there you go. I exercised it. Saved me some time that day. But I have to say, actually, one of one of the things that makes me groan and roll my eyes is when the Americans uh, post memes or gifs about the British and their teeth, because apparently there is a preconception that British people have very bad teeth. And uh, not that I have the world's greatest teeth, but I, I have to confess, when I went this time, I was actually paying attention, and. I can confirm that the reports, generally speaking, are true. British oh. people do have bad teeth. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Quite noticeably as well. Okay, I get it. I have bad teeth. Also, my wife and I were shocked that when we, uh, maybe we've just forgotten. I'm not sure if it's since co uh, the COVID, but uh, there were a lot of people who were actually very, very overweight. Uh, so I think my, my Sister was telling me as well, it's quite a, a big problem in the UK at the moment. And um, the National Health Service, the NHS, which uh, I know the, the Americans aren't uh, a fan of free healthcare, I don't think, but it's... It, it's, it's Free. Free. Well, yeah. exactly. Air quotes free. Okay. <laughs> those, those aren't air quotes, Prof. Those are scare quotes. With my Ron Swanson picture behind me, who would not be in favor of free healthcare. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, when I lived in the UK, I, I was all for it. And it was, it's the pride of England. But, um, you know, here in Belgium, we, we pay and it's, it, it works. I think we're number six in either in Europe or the world for healthcare in Belgium. It's, it's very, very good. Um, but the NHS, it's just in, it, it's in, since 2010, it's, which is 
a year before we left, actually. So since we left, it's all gone downhill. Uh, but it has. It's it's in a terrible state. And apparently they, they're in about, thir- was it 13.8 billion pounds of, of debt, which is, I don't know, maybe $15 billion, something like that. Uh, it's crazy. And there's huge wait times for doctors and uh, hospitals. And it's just, it doesn't sound very good at all. So, uh, uh, so it makes me grateful for where I live. And now for a really exciting guest. I've been waiting to meet her and I'm sure you're all going to love to hear from her. Are you ready for the one and the only Reckless for Life? Thanks for coming on. It's, we've really been waiting to, to talk to you. So it's going to be pretty cool. Well, I was excited too. Although I was afraid I might sleep in because I was working all day yesterday. What were you doing? Uh, picking up hay for my family. Hey, <laughs> dad joke. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Uh, Sorry about this, reckless. You're you've got two dads on the call, so this. Uh, that's this fine. May I get love messy. dad jokes, and I keep getting <laughs> accused good. of making dad jokes too. So it's oh. fine. And Kurgle likes her dad jokes as well. Oh yeah, they're great. They're not just for dads anymore. Yeah, Kurgle's good at making them too. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of dad jokes, how many moose did you have to fight off to get to your room to be able to be on the podcast today? None, but oh. I fought off bears too. Oh, this. okay. Lots of bears. Um, like on a daily basis, how many bears do you have to fight? Probably about 100. Oh, wow. It's tough living in Alaska. Mm-hmm. I um, strike engineer talked about it, but boy, it's really tough up there. You guys are strong. Mm-hmm. We have to be. The stereotypes are strong on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Yeah. And as you can see, I live in a lovely igloo castle. Yes. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah. That was my next question. Um, how, when your house was built, how was it built to make sure that it did not slide off of the iceberg? <laughs> <laughs> Um, lots of weights. Okay. Lots of moose. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. can you use like a moose antler, like, like a moose that you fought off? Can you just rip off their antlers and use them as stakes <clears throat> to take the ice into the iceberg? Um, we could, works? but we prefer to use the antlers to kill other moose by stabbing them in the spleen. Nice. Right in the spleen. Yeah. Cause that'll get wow. you every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, so, painful. so just to be clear, you're not going to slide away while we're talking to you. No, I'm not. I think I'm okay. Good. Okay. What's the internet connection like in in Alaska? Is is it better than in South Dakota? <laughs> um, we went to New Mexico once, and the internet down there was horrible. Hmm. Uh, where I'm at, it's actually pretty good. I went on one fishing trip that was a couple hour drive, and there was like one section where I didn't have internet. So. So apparently everybody's got better internet than South Dakota, apparently. Okay. Well, we've established that. Well, it's really cool to have you on. Uh, we we interact, as with all of the people we have on here, it's it's really cool to talk with, with another bee who up until now, obviously, we've only interacted on the screen in as much as the headline forum and you're on Not The Bee as well. So yeah. uh, we interact there too. And uh, yeah, you mentioned about... Uh, Working with the hay, I think you posted a headline about that earlier, and mm-hmm. we interacted about yeah. falling asleep in church. Yes, and I mean to respond to you, but I, I was too tired. <laughs> I forgot. 
What's the weather like now there? Because a completely oblivious Brit here, I, I, I have no idea what Alaska's like at this time of year. Yeah, it's actually really sunny right now. It's probably about 80 degrees. My uncle is about to mow more hay. In fact, he might have mowed more last night, so I'll probably have to do more soon. 80 degrees is 27 Celsius. Quick calculation. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Does it get, this may be a really stupid question, but does, do you have times of the year where it doesn't get dark or is that, are you too far yes. south for that? Yeah, we, it's starting to get a little darker now. The other day I saw the first sunset I've seen in a long time. Wow. Mid-June, it gets pretty gray at night, but you can still see everything very well. Mm -hmm. And then right now, when I went to bed at one in the morning the other day, because I was working, it was kind of dark, but you could still see really well. But then in the winter, does it stay dark the whole day? I, I imagine it's pretty miserable. Yes, it, we have a sunset at about 5.30 at the darkest point. Uh, that's not too bad. Which do you like better? I really like the summertime when it's light all the time. I can actually sleep with one of my curtains open, which if you move to Alaska, most people can't do. It's the light... Yeah, because at five thirty, that's pretty. That's not too bad. Because I think in Belgium, midwinter, the the earliest the sun sets here is like four o'clock in the afternoon. So I would have thought it would have been the other way around, where it was. Well, the sunset might be sooner. It gets dark at five thirty, but it it changes really fast. I think at this point we're probably gaining seven minutes of darkness every day, like seven more minutes. So Reckless for Life, um, you've mentioned many times that you're homeschooled and that you just mm -hmm. recently graduated from homeschool. And the Babylon Bee has for years been doing a whole lot of uh, homeschool jokes. And if anybody's listening to the podcast going way back when they first started the, po the podcast, they would often talk about for the homeschoolers. So I thought we mm -hmm. should find out if you really are homeschooled or not. So that's kind of where this is coming from. Okay. So I think Kurgle should maybe ask the first question. Okay. Um, yes, I have a test for you. There is um, the Babylon Bee Guide to Spotting a Homeschooler. So um, we're going to ask you some questions, <laughs> and this will determine if you're telling the truth. <laughs> okay. So first one: If you are a homeschooler, you are you have a happy, well-adjusted smile because you have not yet been exposed to the misery of a woke worldview. Uh. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, my cousin, who's the same grade as me, she was also homeschooled a lot. We lived on Not the Bee for a while, just reading articles. And so life was not very happy all the time. Okay, so strike one. But mm -hmm. I do want to confirm, since we can see her, she does have a lovely smile. So yeah, that's what I was surprised that. at your answer, because yeah, you have yeah. a very nice smile right now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've been <clears throat> coping a lot more with how the world works with humor yeah. and laughter. So I think most of us that are on the bee do that. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, a dangerous maskless face, which means you probably want to kill your grandma. <laughs> is that true yes at church it's pretty true i have a resting witch face at church <laughs> yep <laughs> my youth pastor has said that i just sit in a corner judging everybody but it's actually just my thinking face 
so. you know what though i have students who do that to me in the classroom like they, they have like resting something face i'm not sure what it is but yeah i know what i know what you what that is mm-hmm. they're usually good students my daughter has that as well people often ask her well, what's wrong why are you cross yeah she just has this yeah. resting face like looking puzzled <laughs> or cross but that's just yeah that's just her yeah expression. i had a lot of older men always ask me or like call me smiley and whenever they did that i would actually smile because it was it was funny to me well you just had just a few moments ago you had an old man saying that you you were smiley so we can confirm that <laughs> <laughs> I am the oldest one here, so yes, it's true. Yeah. All right. I love you, Prof. <laughs> and I, t- I can take it, I promise. <laughs> That's why I said it, because I know. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, natural hair color. No purples or blues in sight. Yep, this is my natural hair color. Okay. so I don't see any purple or blue either. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I yep. do know a homeschooled girl that has dyed her hair pink. Okay. Well, we're, we're not talking about her. We're talking about you. <laughs> I know, but homeschoolers are changing. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. Oh, but but you for sure you don't have some filter on on your no. screen to make your hair okay. All right. So <laughs> okay, good for two. Next one: listening to Adventures in Odyssey, a supplement to his favorite show or her favorite show, McGee and Me. I do not know what McGee and Me is, but I have listened to Adventures in Odyssey my whole life. I was going to say, that's an older show. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know that one. Memorized episodes. Like, I could quote while listening. Okay, well, we'll give you that one. Okay, I think so. Okay, so there's three. Um, Next one 15 passenger van, your parents' steed of choice. Nope, an expedition. <laughs> no van. Well, they are. In, I'll give them that because they're in Alaska. I'll give them that they need a four wheel drive SUV. I'll give them that. You yeah. can get four wheel drive vans. <laughs> Parody Christian shirt. And do you have a closet full of them? I don't think so. You don't know what's in your closet? <laughs> <laughs> my closet is all my nice church shirts. Okay, um, let's see. A stack of books, Latin textbooks, classical works, and the Chronicles of Narnia. Do you have those in your room? Those are all downstairs in my parents' library. Yes. Okay, Okay. close close enough. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Let's see. Uh, a musical instrument. Can you play the violin or a piano or a cello? I know very little piano. I do not really like playing music, so I kind of quit. Oh. <laughs> um, another strike. Uh-oh. Shocking. Last one. Okay. This one's a very important one. You have not changed genders. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got that one. So I think... Let's see. I started keeping track, but then I lost track. I think you got at least half of them. Yeah, I think so. So, so, um, okay. So for, for right now, I'm going to say, I believe that you were homeschooled. That's great. (laughs) I'm going to go on a limb and say that she is too. And and part of the reason I'm going to say she's homeschooled is what we can see is that she has some of her beautiful art in her room. So I think that would, 
lean more towards homeschooling yes. myself. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, no purple hair. <laughs> oh, I, I see no rainbow flags. Mm-hmm. I don't you see didn't, a single rainbow flag. Yep. And you didn't introduce yourself with your pronouns as well. So that was oh, good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so as always, we've got some community questions for our special guest. Prof submitted a headline a few days ago over on the headline forum, announcing that we'd be talking to Reckless for Life. And uh, the community, you did not disappoint. We've got quite a few questions here. As always, we're probably not going to be able to get through them all, unfortunately, but uh, we will do our best. And I know Reckless for Life is keen to answer some of these as well. So we'll uh, we'll dive straight in. Uh, Kurgle, do you have a, a question that you wanted to uh, pick out from the list? Uh, yeah, I had really good ones, actually, a series of questions we can go through. This is from Mr. Sunder 38. So, uh, Reckless, when we ask you these questions, um, we want just a yes or no answer or one word, just the first thing that comes out of your head. You ready? Yes. Okay. First one, do you plan on further education? Yes. Number two, can you see Russia from your house? Yes. <laughs> Three, where do they take all the animals when the parks close for the winter? Igloos. Four, at what age do the deer become moose? Three. Five, do you have a pet penguin? Yes. Six, do barrels of oils make a lot of noise when going through the pipeline? Definitely. Seven, can you use American dollars or just Alaskan? Unfortunately, Alaskan. Eight. What is a native language? Moose. (laughs) And final one, nine. What time do they turn on the northern lights? Five o'clock. All right. Thank you. So, Reckless for Life, as our our, uh, teenager here, can you tell us, do those count as dad jokes? I'm not sure. Maybe. Prof liked it. I could see it. You've responded. <laughs> I love those questions for Mr. Sender. So that was just awesome. I, They're pretty funny. I uh, replied to that in, with a laughing, um, my, my favorite laugh, which is Kevin. Yes. From the office. So, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a great honor. If I get that reaction from you, I know it's funny. Yep. It means I think it's funny. If you get Kevin laughing, it's funny. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to ask two questions in one because they're both from the same person. So this is from Little Jedi. And who's your favorite forum uncle? And he says, wait, don't answer that, but I'll let you answer that. And then where have you traveled outside of Alaska? Uh, favorite forum uncle. I apologize to Stanky Stankowitz, but I'd have to say it's probably Uncle LJ. He reminds me a lot of one of my actual uncles, <clears throat> but he's a bit more fun to Uncle LJ is a little bit more fun to hang out with. So. In my real uncle. And where have you traveled outside of Alaska? Seattle. When I was pretty little. Um, I've gone to New Mexico a couple times. And when we went to New Mexico, we stopped in Arizona. What did you think of the igloos that are in Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> they were shaped very funny. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I've got a question here from Murph. Her forum Nana would like to know what she treasures most about living in Alaska. Um, well, there's no poisonous animals up here. So that's one thing. I like the weather. 
I like the trees. There's no ticks. I really like it up here. Does it look like a beautiful part of the world? While there's nothing poisonous, is there anything with teeth that will that will kill yeah, you? Yeah, but we have guns, so okay, we're right. safe. Perfect answer. See, that's why I like her so much. They have guns, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but unfortunately, they all fell in a lake. So. Oh, no. oh they, yeah. See, they're lost in a tragic boating yeah. accident. Absolutely. We'll just, yep. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, yep. we've we've resorted to hand to hand combat. <laughs> She's showing off a machete right now. No, I'm just not. So. <laughs> it seems to be a, a, a real increase in the amount of conservatives over there who are having issues with boating accidents and mm-hmm. missing weaponry. Yeah, that's yeah, it's the, an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the struggle is real. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, um, I have another question for Murph, and this one was one I was really interested in hearing your answer. Um, so Murph would like to know what advice that you would give to a new young mom who's starting to homeschool, or in other words, uh, what did your mom do well when she was homeschooling you? So that is a harder question to answer. Um, my mom did have failures homeschooling me. I was a very stubborn child, (laughs) but I don't know. She found us good Christian curriculum. Bob Jones university is for homeschoolers. Oh, really? That's when I was homeschooling. That's the um, uh, the curriculum that I used. Yeah, I've been using it since fifth grade. It's cool. it's really good. They have video lectures and stuff. Um, my grandma has helped teach us a lot. She moved up here. She's been a school teacher until she was thirty and married my grandfather. So she was able to help teach us a lot. I do think one important thing that's not homeschooling is figuring out how to talk to your kids. Because when it comes to my parents, we have a lot of conversations about like Bible theology and what's going on in the world. And it's, it's very good and healthy, I think. So just make sure you talk to your kids. Yeah, that's very important. It's very good. That is important, yeah. Another question for you, Reckless. What homeschooled stereotype is most deeply true for you? How about one that you find doesn't apply to you at all? From Treadle. Okay, one that's true is having a hard time interacting socially. It's very hard. Mm. Uh, One that's not true, probably I don't, I'm not constantly spouting Bible verses. (laughs) 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 Let me, let me ask another follow-up question then. So when you say about interacting with others, do you think that is possibly because you're a natural introvert or part of your upbringing or a combination? Just, I'm just purely curious. I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's a combination. Um, my parents are also introverts, so we rarely have people over at our house. But I've also always found it hard, especially since I'm like, why are you talking to me? I know you don't like me. <laughs> we have a lot of people. How could somebody not like you? There's I'm a lot of people at my out. church that don't like me. Uh. So. I would reach across the internet and give you a big hug if I could right now. So well, I'd appreciate that. that. Well, I've got a question for you. And this is actually from a, a very new user. I'll give a shout out, uh, user Cooper Joe, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Welcome to the Babylon Bee. And thanks so much for your question. Um, and he or she, I'm not sure what their gender is. I don't want to misgender them. But uh, they say, I honestly don't know who you are because I'm new. But here is a question. 
Do you like cheese? And if so, what is your favorite kind? I used to not like cheese because once I was having cheese in my chili and I nearly choked on it and then nobody believed me when I said that. (laughs) So for a long time, I didn't like cheese, but I guess I prefer mozzarella cheese. Like I make a lot of pizza and so I put mozzarella on. I was at a work event once where people brought their own chili recipes and whatnot to everybody could partake of. And somebody brought shredded cheddar and Fritos. So cheddar cheese and Fritos. And that was life-changing for me. So ever since then, this is like 20-some years ago, whenever we have chili at home, my wife knows she has to make sure we have shredded cheddar cheese and Fritos because that is that was life-changing to me. So anyway, just FYI for anybody out there who wants to know about chili. Yeah. <laughs> Complete segue, I know, from what we're talking about. But I do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This one is one that another one I'm interested in is from 10 ton BP. He wants to know what is your favorite classic fairy tale and why? Hmm. (sighs) Um, Snow White. Actually, no, (laughs) no, definitely not. (laughs) Um, I read a lot of grim fairy tales. I can't remember the titles to them, but most of them are pretty identical and all of them are like some version of either um, Beauty and the Beast or Cinderella. So I really like Cinderella. That's my favorite too. Why is Cinderella your favorite? I guess it's because she is working very hard and then she like marries up, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to explain. That does sound like a good plan. Marry someone who's rich, and then <laughs> you set up for life, aren't you, really? Uh-huh. Um, so this comes from Vinny. Have you ever rubbed noses with an Eskimo? <laughs> well, I have with my mom, and she's not an Eskimo, but she looks like one. So oh, I guess okay. that sort of counts. Um, I approve of that. You should not be rubbing <laughs> noses with anybody that you're not related to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. I've got a good question here. Another one from Little Jedi. What is the origin story of your username? Why Reckless for Life? So the Tiger One also had a question, and I can answer that question and the Tiger One's question at the same time. Okay, I'll I'll read it because that was actually the one I was going to ask you next. Okay, um, could Reckless for Life give us an impression of the accent she does when reading a story to her cousins, like the British accent? Ah, Yes. I'm listening. (laughs) So the origin of the name comes from Melanie Dickerson's A Viscount's Proposal. I listened to it as an audiobook with my cousins. And in it, the characters that are going to get married, they dislike each other. And the woman is called a reckless, heedless hoyden. And I'll read the quote in a moment. But the phrase reckless hoyden stuck with me. And then so when I joined the B, I was like, should I do reckless hoyden or not? Because it's really close to my email. And so I decided to go with reckless for life. But here is the quote. I don't suppose you would have wanted to make my acquaintance if you'd known I was that reckless, heedless hoyden you lashed out at in the park a month ago, or the affront to polite, demure young ladies you reprimanded a fortnight ago. 
You took note of my words, I see. I might have hoped you would have reflected on them at length and allowed them to check your unbridled foolishness. But I see by your conversation with this young lady, he nodded at Felicity, that that has not been the case. <laughs> I would like to say something. You sound even more British than Pierre Tige. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what you don't know is is we, whenever Tej stops the recording button, he sounds like an American. He only sounds British when he hits record. So anyway, but I interrupted you. It Sorry. slips out sometimes. Well, I don't know how good my impression is. I would say it resembles audiobook readers' interpretation of a British accent. I think that was great. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> I'll give it seven British flags out of ten. Okay. That's okay. So, how much is that in American flags? <laughs> five, probably five. Yeah. Which count more? That's the question. Oh, mm. good question. Yeah, yeah. Can 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 Ron Swanson answer that? No. <laughs> He's staring at me from Prof Screen. <laughs> yeah, I've got a. For anybody who doesn't know, I've got the Ron Swanson Pyramid of Greatness in my office, and I'm sitting in the corner of my office where it's hanging. So, so what everybody gets to see is the. Two Ron Swanson faces staring at them. So <laughs> it's a power play from Prof's side. It intimidates it the, the person he's talking to. Yes, that's the point. Bends them to his will. <laughs> <laughs> Students do find it interesting because if my door is open in my office and you were, were to walk by in the hallway, you would see that. Actually, it does get students to stop in and see me and say hi. And I think it makes them. Uh, appreciate that I'm a real person, you know, not just this guy in the classroom. So, yeah. Just so keep assuming that. Yeah. Okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep assuming that. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Good one. Uh, see, that's why I like you so much. You can dish it out too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I learned it from my real dad. Being snarky, <laughs> he's very snarky. That right? Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's why it's, you remind me of him too, Papa Prof, because you have the same kind of humor. Well, I, I'm very honored. I'm very, very honored. So thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I nah. um, snark is what gets me through life. Yeah, I'm. I'm mm -hmm. I have to sometimes really be careful about dialing it back or not. Uh, only using it on people that I know enough to know that I can do that with them. Mm -hmm. Right? Sometimes it slips out. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it like, Kurt Reckless, for life? You get to, is this the first time you've, you've met Prof? Because he's your forum. What are you calling each other? He's my forum papa. He's your forum papa. Because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm reserving daddy from my real dad. So. Yeah, as you mm -hmm. should. Mm -hmm. As yeah. you should. Yeah. I'm very honored. Very hum humbled and honored mm -hmm. both. And does he, does he live up to your expectations now that you're seeing him face to face? I think so. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I tried not to expect anything. Oh, no, I, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get a mental picture of what you look like and then I, see you and be I like, "Oh, that's meant. very different than what I thought." Yeah, no, I know what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that before. Some sometimes that is not a shock, but it is when you see somebody on the screen. You're like, "Ah, that's what they they look like," or, or "That's what mm -hmm. they sound like," and you do. You do build up a picture of what you think they might look or sound like. So it's always good fun to meet with 
the people in real life, as it were. Strike Engineer looks pretty much the same, although a lot more gray in his beard. Yeah. Well, the gray in the beard, you know, adds a bit of refinement and wisdom. (laughs) It does. As mine is, uh, ugh, man. I was looking at a photo of myself from only like September, and my beard looked Dis- distinctively less gray than it does now. I think. It's oh no! The stress of studying and exams. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a couple okay. white hairs from stress. <laughs> At the tender age of eighteen. No, uh, the no, first no, one was no. when I was fifteen and decided to film a movie with my cousins. <clears throat> it didn't go oh. so well. We finished the movie, but it was stressful. What was the movie about? The movie was called The Wrong House. We shot it in my grandparents' basement. It was about this group of orphans that were coming home from a sleepover from somewhere else and they got lost looking for their grandparents. And they showed up at this house where two vampires lived. I was the vampire with my best friend. And we have a secret paper with information on like how to kill us that we lost. And so we, of course, decided to have the kids <laughs> look for the paper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and... <clears throat> It ended with the kids poisoning me through beet juice because we died through beet juice. But it turned out the vampires became immune to the beet juice. (laughs) (laughs) And so it turned into a three movie series. A trilogy. Peter Jackson style. So I have a question from Anna Fullaxis. What is your scariest or best close encounter story with the wildlife? So my best story is probably I was at my cousin's house one time and we were about to go play outside. It was the middle of summer and I run out the door and then at the same time, a moose comes running around the house. We both look at each other. I scream and then it runs off. Cool. Frightened. (laughs) Did it leave its antlers behind? <laughs> no, it didn't have big enough <laughs> antlers yet. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a very a, a fantastic comedy moment. You both look at each other, you yeah. scream, the moose screams, and its antlers fall off. I think the moose <laughs> mentally screamed. <laughs> Excellent. Can I ask I'm gonna ask one more question from the same person from Anaphylaxis. What is your favorite Alaskan food? I don't know. Um, is it McDonald's? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> we we got a roadkill moose. That's why I dressed up my little brother's lawnmower to look like. Oh yeah, a I remember that. <laughs> so uh, I kind of like moose burgers, although they taste like they were watered down. I guess it's interesting, although moose smell- smells terrible. <laughs> So oh, no. <laughs> we have to mask it with a lot of sauce. Well, I've got a final question, and then we'll wrap this segment up. And this is from uh, J- user Jay Kesk. Do you think that you will be able to answer all these questions in one podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I answered most of them. So, <laughs> But he, he didn't ask most. He asked all. Yeah, so not all. So you failed. I guess yeah. I did. But as we always encourage every guest to do, after our call together, you're welcome to go through the questions we didn't answer and uh, give your response. I will do that. Okay, so in addition to asking the community questions for Reckless for Life, 
Kurgle and Prof also asked the uh, not the B and the Babylon B community if there were any questions for us as the hosts. And this might actually benefit uh, Reckless for Life, this question. So the Joker asked a really good question, and Tiege and Joker had a good back and forth on this. Um, but basically, the question is, what's your best marriage advice to those who haven't yet found someone to marry? Um, so I guess that would be it. Since um, three of us, three of the four of us here are married, and I believe somebody may be married at some point in the future if you find that right guy. Um, when I was in college, um, I had this strong desire to be married. I don't know why, but I just did. I felt like that was what the Lord was calling me to in my life. Like I needed that partner to make me better, to make me a better person. And so my answer is really simple and pretty obvious, but I just prayed a lot about it. Um, I prayed that, um, I just had that feeling within me. Right. And I just prayed about that. And will this person be there? How do I meet her? And where is this all going to be? And, um, probably within six to nine months of me going through that, I met her. So that's, that's my question or my answer, I should say, to um, if you haven't found somebody to marry and you want to, I think it's just really important that you get that right with the Lord and you pray about that and you be in that right mindset. Mm. Um, be, I, I feel like if you get to that right mindset, it will just happen. Like I stopped fretting about it. Like it wasn't something that worried me once I began to really pray about it. It just became this, I just had this calmness about it for a while. And when I got that calmness, it wasn't long after that that I met her. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, just always be in prayer because my marriage is very easily a direct result of prayer. Yeah, I was, I was sort of bemoaning my singleness a while ago, and I believe it was Carolyn one who told me to just pray about it, and that is the best advice I've heard for when it comes to waiting. Like I've heard other people tell me to. Uh, not think about getting married at all because then that's when a guy will come into your life and it's like that doesn't make sense but just mm. praying about it did yeah and that's why i wanted to ask this question because i remember you going through that um mm -hmm. reckless so i wanted to pose this question so i could give that answer yeah not to me as well I, to be honest when i was growing up as a teenager i was i was i had a real desire for marriage i really wanted to i was desperate to get married i was really hoping to find the right person and um yeah, it you know the Lord honoured that 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 cry, that desire, and it was when I went to uh, a Christian Bible college here uh, in the UK, and uh, it was lovingly renamed Bridal College because a lot of young single Christian people <laughs> came. Let's let's be honest; they were hoping to find the future Mister or Missus, and uh, that that was certainly the case for me. Um, and you know, I I made the mistake of having a few, nothing serious, but I had a few relationships before. And uh, I've often thought to myself, if, I, if I'd known what I'd known now, I would have waited. Uh, I, I wouldn't have wasted my time. Uh, and obviously, you don't, you don't always know that when you're going into a relationship. But I remember my, my wife and I, when we first met, uh, it, the evening we found out we liked each other, um, we went for a walk. Uh, it was a beautiful starry evening. And uh, I just remember thinking then, the, this is it. This is, this is going to be it. Um, and it was. So... Sometimes you, sometimes you do know. So it's, um, it all happens in the Lord's timing. When I was just kind of scrolling through them yesterday, there was one that I saw and I thought, you know, we always ask the five questions. 
but we never have anyone ask them to us. So um, Afnar said, um, what are your own fast food abominations? Mm. And I have very strong feelings about this question. Okay? And I know, Reckless, you said you don't like any fast food. Mm-hmm. But I see all fast food as a gift from God. <laughs> because every time, every trip through the drive through means I don't have to cook that night. Preach That's it. a good answer. That's a good answer. Now, do you want to know what my real um, fast food abominations are? Yes. Okay. You know when you get a burger, but you want stuff off of it. So you say, oh, like no pickles, no mustard, whatever. And then they write it, they um, print out a receipt or put some type of sticker on your food. Mm-hmm. I think that is completely disgusting. <laughs> I can't, I've, I've never been able to stand stickers. And so <laughs> on your, on your and, actual food, like stuck on the fry or the burger or something. Or or? Like on, on the wrapper. On the wrapper. Yeah. 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 Stickers have always completely grossed me out. Hmm. So um, when we get food, I, I don't really like pickles. And so Mr. Kurgle will ask me, well, what do I want on my sandwich? And I said, I want everything. He said, do you even want pickles? I said, yes, I want pickles. So he brings food home and we'll eat it and I'll unwrap it and he'll watch me pull out the pickles. <laughs> and he said, you, you told me you wanted pickles. And it's like, yes, I wanted the pickles because I would rather have the aftertaste of pickles than have a sticker on my food. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. So that's my answer. I'll give this one an answer. I don't know why Burger King exists. I just I have not figured that out yet. So mine is just Burger King in general. Why does that exist? So that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't I don't know if I have any issue. I love uh, yeah I I'm not ashamed to say I love fast food. <laughs> so I, I yeah I got no I got no issues with fast food. I eat it all. <laughs> I'm with you, Kurgle. You know it's all time saved, and it blesses my wife because then she doesn't have to cook. Or I don't have to try and come up with something. And my kids love it. Okay, I have a question from the famous Austin Robertson, known as The Voice. His question is, if you were suddenly arrested, what would your friends and family assume that you've done? <laughs> I think Reckless could answer this one for us, too. You could chime in uh, for this. Um, it would probably have something to do with um, driving crazy on a road. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like not not where cars are, but um, I live in a area where there's not a lot of people, and the cops never come up here unless they're going to drug bust somebody. And so I can speed all I want. So I would probably get pulled over for very dangerous driving, that or probably riding in um the sort of bucket of a John Deere tractor loader with all my cousins down the road because we've done that before. <laughs> Somebody called sure. the cops on us. Oh, <laughs> so it'd no. probably be something silly like that. Yeah. Mine for sure would be speeding. For sure. Yeah. That my wife would my wife's constantly slow down, slow down, slow down. So hmm. I do have a lit foot. Yep. I'm not sure what mine would be. I, I was also thinking of driving, but I, I have calmed down on the speeding front. 
I think it would probably, my wife would probably assume I'd posted something dumb on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I have no idea what mine would be either. It'd probably be something like tearing up a certain book in the library or something. (laughs) Yeah, so I've got a question here from Gwen42. Really interesting question. How do you feel about images embedded in headlines on the headline forum? And I think uh, we'll try and find it, but I think somebody else was asking how you actually do that as well. Little Jedi has got a really good explainer. Um, I've never tried it, but um, just go to Little Jedi's page on the B, find what he's got a headline uh, where he explains it really, really well and easily. I'm sure I'm sure I could do it. It's he spelled it out that good. I just have never tried it. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll try and link to the yep. said headline. Um, but also shout out to NJ Hockey eighty four who who actually did, did ask, how does one insert a GIF to a headline submission? And I teased them with a, a suitable office GIF response. Yeah, so, doing a GIF so. would probably be the exact same as doing an image. It yeah. is. It's, it, it's a code which I won't try and explain mm-hmm. in audio format. It's best to write it down. But um, you, have to, you have to write your headline and submit it, and then you have to edit it and then add the code in. If you try and add the code in uh, while writing the headline, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't work. So you have to submit the headline and then quickly edit, then add, add in the code uh, linking to the image uh, or the GIF, uh, which, like you say, Reckless, it's exactly the same principle. Uh, then mm-hmm. it works. Um, so h- how do you all feel about this? I'm okay with it as long as the image or GIF fits the headline because sometimes mm. – it makes the headline make sense, right? Like, like when you see mm-hmm. that, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of see where they're trying to go with it. So it makes sense from that perspective. Um, but if everybody did it, it might get a little old. So it's kind of like there's, I think there's mm-hmm. a happy medium in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I've never tried it. I didn't, I didn't, I've not even attempted it yet. Uh, I don't know if I ever will. Good question. Yeah, I, I haven't tried it either. Um, I, I feel the same way. I think it needs to be very specific for the headline or created for the headline. Um, otherwise, I think sometimes it can take away from the headline. Mm-hmm. And when you're yeah. scrolling through, um, if there's an image there, that's immediately the first thing you're going to see before mm-hmm. the actual headline. So, yep. so yeah, I, I, I think they're fine as long as they're not overused. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guilty of doing it. I think twice I put a picture of my brother's lawnmower dressed up as a moose in my headline. <laughs> that was good. But that but see, there was a purpose uh, to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, so that's a good reason but to I do think, it. Yeah. I think most of the time it's it's pretty good to see them inside the headline. There was a discussion about this elsewhere on Not the Bee, and somebody was asking somebody was commenting that that, that there's this new trend and and little Jedi had some wisdom on that as well. And I, I'd agree with his sentiment. He was, he was, um, I think he was, if I remember correctly, he was saying, yeah, like you were saying as well, prof, as long as it's not overdone, um, it, it, there are certain headlines that lend themselves to, and since we figured out we can do it. And, um, I think is it Neo Hillbilly started the trend. I hope I'm not misquoting. I thought it was Yantelope. Yantelope, that's it. You're right. Thank and you. he's a he's a computer programmer. He's he's got a his professional life is yep. tech and all that. Yep. And I don't know why I never thought of that because obviously you can put the the image. But when I first saw that, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And so for me, it was a bit of a game changer because sometimes I've got a headline, and I think oh, if there's some way of putting a, a bit more of a punchline or what I'm referring to. It makes it that little, in my mind, it makes it that little bit funnier. 
so sometimes I'll just read the headline and on, on its own, it might be all right. But then when you see it with the image, it really does, uh, it really does help. So yeah. I, I've been doing that. I try not to do too, too much of it, but I have maybe done uh, maybe, I don't know, five, five a week, something like that. Um, sure. But I, I know the guys on the podcast, Kyle did read, read the, I think he came across the first one with an image and he kind of made a little snarky comment. Like, I hope this isn't going to start happening every week, <laughs> but uh <laughs> Since then, they've not really made a big deal about it. So I, I think it's fair game from uh, from our B overlords, as long as it's not overdone. All right. So uh, next question is from Murph, and she has something specific uh, for all three of us. So for me, uh, Murph asks, in the midst of the very challenging year, which you've experienced, how has the Lord encouraged you? Um, okay, then for Pure Tige, as you embark on a new career, what brings you hope, uh, particularly in the midst of the current woke academic realm? And Dr. Conservative Prof, what is the best word of parenting advice you could share? Okay, so um, I saw this question last night. So I was, uh, just in case it was one that we read, I kind of made some notes for some Bible verses. And yeah, it has been a very tough year for several unrelated circumstances, um, but two things that have um, consistently been going through my head all year. Um, first one is that God always finishes what he starts. Mm. Um, and uh, Philippians 1.6 uh, says, he who, ha- he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I know um, whatever path God has set me on, whatever plan he has because he has a plan for all of us i know he's not going to leave me high and dry there's going to be ups and downs but he's already there at the end and he's he's going to complete what he's going to complete the plan he has for me so there's no need to worry there and then one verse that i absolutely love is uh, romans 8 38 to 39 Um, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things in present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I know that there's absolutely nothing I can do, nothing that could happen to me, nothing in the world that could even come close to starting to separate his love from me. He's always going to be there. Um, and another thing, you know, um, I think people have different views on this book, but Ecclesiastes has always been the most comforting book to me mm-hmm. with all the, the nothing new under the sun. I know anything I go through there's somebody else has already gone through it. I'm nobody special. Um, you know, our life is so, so short that even the worst problems a thousand years from now, I'm not yeah. going to care about them. Mm. So um, instead of focusing on um, on what I'm doing right now, you keep your primary focus on your eternity. And it just helps things not seem like such a big deal. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Well, so the part of uh, Murph's question directed at me regarding a new career. Yeah. I, I guess now I'm just getting my head down and trying to focus on, um, on, on, on doing the best I possibly can in my studies. And, um, you know, this, 
this year, well, probably next year will be defining because there'll be a very large part of the year that will be dedicated to uh, going to a particular school uh, and teaching. And uh, that could potentially turn into, if I do well there, that typically turns into the school that you end up at after the course is finished, if they've got room, of course. Um, so I think here in in Belgium, the whole woke thing, unfortunately, it is coming over here as well, but probably not so extreme as certain parts of, of the States. Um, but there are things over here which which are going on which aren't okay. Um, so I think for me, it's, it's about... Um, yeah, it's about being wise in my choice of which school I'll, I'll choose. And a bit like you was, echo what you said there, Kurgle, as well. It's about knowing, resting in, in the Lord and knowing that he's got a plan and then uh, and, and things set out for me. And um, I'll just trust him. Like, you know, I, I love the story of, of, of Daniel uh, living in Babylon. And when the guards came to knock on his door uh, to tell him he, he was going, going to be executed, it, the Bible says that uh, the Lord gave him wisdom and tact to speak to the guards. And that's kind of one of my life verses, really. So I'm always asking God for you know wisdom and how can I conduct myself in any given situation. Um, so I guess, you know, if and when uh, something challenging like the woke agenda comes my way, I'm sure there'll be a, a solution and there'll be a, a way forward that glorifies the Lord. I will take on the parenting advice question, and I've thought a lot about this question. Um, besides raising your children in faith, mine is finding something in common that you all enjoy doing together. Um, so we camped a lot as a family. Um, we did that a lot, and that really bonded us really well and made us pretty tight and close. But finding things that... Um, your children enjoy that you hopefully also enjoy and doing that together as a family. So if that's a game night or fishing, hunting, camping, whatever that would be, reading stories, going to plays, musicals, whatever, I would say try to find that thing because it gives you something to talk about. Um, and it gives mm -hmm. you that shared experience that you can all relate to. And I think that's that's that would be mine. Um, and I was very blessed that my sons are a lot like me. Um, we were talking about introverts earlier. Well, I, I'm an introvert, married to an introvert, and we have two introverted sons. So um, it, it was kind of funny because on a fishing trip we did a few weeks ago, earlier in June, um, my oldest son has a good friend from high school who is an absolute extrovert. This kid cannot stop talking. And so he came up and spent um, two days with us at the cabin. And it was just like, it took me about an hour to kind of get used to it, right? Just, okay, here's a kid who's always going to be talking. And he's like, he's my oldest son's age. He's almost 30. Um, but um, it was really good, though. It was good for us. It was good to, to get us out of our little dynamic um, and have this other person talking a lot because it gets all the rest of us talking more too. So sometimes being around somebody who's not like you is good also. So that's just, that's just, I don't know if that's just purely random, but, but they're really good friends. They're, they'll be lifelong friends for sure. Um, mm. But I, I want to throw this one back to reckless and just say, as a, uh, you kind of 
new adult you've called yourself in the forum somewhere because you just recently turned 18. Yes. What were some, what were some things that your folks did that um, you thought were really good for you? Um, I mean, keep in mind, parents make mistakes all the time. Yeah. None of us are perfect, right? But what are some things that your folks did that you look back at at the tender age of 18 and look back and go, I'm really glad they did that? Mm-hmm. Well, part of the reason why my dad decided to farm is because when my parents started to have kids, they, he wanted to be around with all of us. And mm-hmm. so we have been working with each other our whole lives. And I think that is very good for us to be connected to each other and to actually know each other and not live separately in the same house. Mm. We can always talk about stuff. So when you said living our separate lives in the same house with technology nowadays, mm-hmm. unfortunately that can be a really easy thing to have happen. Um, yeah. So you have to really yeah. be intentional mm-hmm. as a parent to say, we have to spend time together. We mm-hmm. have to share about, how our day went, what's going on in our lives. There, um, yeah. yeah, there was times when my parents would be like, you need to get off your computer more. Yep. So that was very good of them to do. Absolutely. And I try to make sure the bee does not become too much of a distraction. But I've yeah. actually been hanging ar- around my extended family a lot more too. So. Yeah, you do mention your cousins a lot, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's what you mean. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, my phone is full of pictures of all of us right now. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that's great. Yeah. Well, that, that reminds me of uh, talking about homeschooling and screen time. That reminds me of a, a headline I saw from Shout Out to Real McCoy. Uh, local homeschool kids sets limits on parents' screen time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was a good one. Absolutely. And that, that, hits, that hits home, actually. Yeah. My dad was, I think, complaining about me being on the B too much. And then my mom was like, well, let's look at both of your guys' screen times. And he had Uh-oh. an hour more than me. Oh. And she was like, you can't complain so much now. Yeah. <laughs> my dad. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Oh, funny. Cheesy Bob asks, what is a woman? <laughs> but I think we can all answer that. Somebody who is not a man. <laughs> I'm looking at two women right now, so that's my answer. So, and th- between the three of you, you can decide who the two women are. So. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, Tish. <laughs> no worries. The, the one with with a beard is not a woman. That's, I'll, I'm going to go on a limb really? and say that. I yeah, thought he really. was. <laughs> So I didn't mean to turn this into something against Tisha. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just I think Alaskans often ask, "What is a moose?" Is that true? Um. Yeah, especially since deer turn into moose, we have to ask it a lot. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Because at what age do they transition from deer to moose? And yeah, yeah. How old is that deer slash moose thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're three in human years, but in but they're probably adults in moose yeah. and deer years. Okay, so. got it. There's a question for me here from Too Many Books. Uh, does Pure Tige eat fries Belgian style with mayo? And yeah, I can answer that very quickly. Yes, but I also, I also eat it with ketchup. And uh, McDonald's do a very nice uh, barbecue dip over here, which I, I'm rather partial to as well. Oh, the, the McDonald's barbecue sauce? Yeah, I don't know what it's. Yeah. I presume it's the same in the states. Might be different, but I love. That. Might be. I love McDonald's barbecue sauce. I've tried other barbecue sauces, but none of them compare to McDonald's. Virtual high five, Kugel. 
<laughs> okay, so for the uninitiated, can you tell us what Belgian style is? Um, yeah, again, I can't compare it to because I've never had American mayonnaise, but I know British mayonnaise is horrible. Uh, so when I found out that the Belgians loved mayonnaise on their on their fries, I thought, Ugh, yeah, it's horrible. But Belgian mayonnaise is lovely. It's um, especially homemade Belgian mayonnaise. Um, it's lovely. It's with egg and all sorts of weird ingredients that you think wouldn't work. Uh, but it's um, it's very nice, uh, and even the stuff you can buy from the supermarket is is pretty good too. So uh, I've definitely transitioned from just ketchup to to mayonnaise as well. So okay. definitely a mayo person. And Chick Fil A style would be to use Chick Fil A sauce to dip your fries. So I, I forgot to mention. I, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, unfortunately, when I was in the UK, they, I, I did look out for it on the off chance, but I saw no Chick-fil-A sauce. But I, I posted this on Not The Bee. I did see Welch's grape juice gracing the, the supermarket stalls in the UK. Yes. I was I very surprised. That. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. Something I want to mention on the podcast is um, about a week or so ago, uh, Joel Berry wrote a premium article called The Forum Blues. And in that article, that was mostly comments, um, but Joel um, critiqued many headline submissions, gave a lot of really good advice about how to get published, if that's your goal. Not everybody's goal is to get published, but I think a lot of people join the forum in hopes of getting published at, at least once or more than once. Um, but I thought then Joel followed up with the headline. And in that headline, he's only written one headline in the last two years because obviously he's doing his own thing on the, on the writer stuff. But he wrote a headline that says, Breaking, Manager Editor Gives Feedback on Forum Submissions, See Comments. And Joel wrote a really thoughtful paragraph um, basically saying this. I'll just kind of read what he wrote here. I'm seeing a common theme. Many submissions have funny ideas but just haven't quite been fashioned into an effective headline yet. When writing B headlines, the funny thought is only half the battle. The humor will fall flat unless the headline is structured and worded efficiently with the right rhythm, the right location for the punchline, and all, all for maximum effect. So his advice is pay close attention to the structure of actual B headlines that are published and try to understand what makes those work. Think about why something is funny or why it caught you off guard in that magical moment when you were scrolling through your feed. This is equal parts art and engineering. To understand the engineering side, I recommend listening to Seinfeld interviews where he breaks down the process of writing a joke. So I thought that was just really short and sweet, really good advice for anybody who wants to try to get published. And, you know, um, a lot of us write headlines as jokes within the forum. Um, we've got our, you know, our, all of our tropes we've been kind of going with. And when we write those, we're never assuming those are going to get published. I mean, that's just for fun. And, and yeah. we do a lot of for fun stuff, which is what makes the, to me, the headline forum so great and so wonderful. Um, but for anybody who's trying to get published, um, I thought, I just thought that was really good advice. So I just want to point that out. And I think as well, you know, and I'm sure you guys might be able to echo this, but some of the headlines, my headlines that have been published and I haven't got that many, especially compared to two plus two is chicken. Yeah. But uh, it, like, I think one of my favorite ones that got published is, is about Job. Scholars believe um, Job was suffering because he had to put together Ikea furniture and um, or something like that. And um, that, that literally just came to me in an instant while I was putting together Ikea furniture. 
Um, so, uh, and it happens like that sometimes. It's just day-to-day life. You, you're doing something in real life, like uh, Reckless for Life, falling asleep in church, and you, and it gives you inspiration for a headline. And um, yeah, you know, you, you can you can go on about um, style, and that is important. And I absolutely agree with everything Joel was saying. But sometimes you just get lucky, don't you? And you just post something in the right voice at the right time, and uh, it just. It, it gets noticed and, and it does really well. Stop! Who would cross the Beeple Bridge? Must answer nigh these questions five. Add into the golden bathtub he dives. Well, it is that time to ask the five questions to Reckless for Life. So I'll go ahead and start with the first one. So, when did you receive the Babylon Bee into your heart? Basically, what is your bee origin story? Mm -hmm. It was probably January 7th, 2021. Uh, The January 6th riots riots were going on. Just going to add some, uh, some music in the background while you give your testimony here. My youth pastor, back when I really liked him, mentioned the Babylon Bee and I was like oh these guys sound interesting so I looked at it the first headline I saw the first article I saw was about the Calvinists storming heaven and I'm like what on earth and I found out they had a podcast in a bunch of videos I found all the videos hilarious started listening to the podcast and then two weeks later I started to make pizza while I was listening to the podcast. I've been making pizza for like four years every Saturday night and then it swapped to Friday night two years ago. So, I, re- I, f- I remember we've had an exchange about this before. I've seen you you've seen, I've seen you mention the pizza thing before. Yeah, the Babylon Bee adds a lot of flavor to the pizza with their humor. Amen. Well, let's just thank the Lord in this moment with the music playing for pizza, the Babylon Bee podcast. I think everyone can remember exactly where and when they were, when they accepted the bee into their heart. The second question is, what is your favorite headline you've submitted? That probably has to be my moose one, where it was, Grandpa claims moose dig dense and you can't, you can't disprove them because they're so well hidden. My, <laughs> my grandfather, who lives in New Mexico, actually said this to me. <laughs> he likes to joke a lot where he's like, you can't disprove me. He has a trick where he asks us, you want to see the fastest draw in the West? And then he doesn't move his hand at all. And he says, want to see it again? Like he's full of jokes <laughs> like that. And so I did it as a headline. It got read on the podcast. They really, really liked it. They laughed so hard at it. It's, a, it's, it's my favorite. Well, good. So Reckless for Life, the next question. What fast food menu item is the result of the fall, which is another way of asking, what fast food menu item do you do you detest? Probably all of it. I can't stand fast food. <laughs> My mom has always made us really good homemade food, and so any fast food item, it just makes my stomach feel icky. So, so like maybe I'll ask this question. So, at a McDonald's in Alaska, can you get a Big Mac with moose? No. <laughs> no, you can't. No. That's disappointing. So sad. The McMoose. 
The McMoose Burger. Yeah, yes. that's a good one. How about this? Can you get a quarter pounder with penguin? Is that possible? <laughs> no. The no. penguins are the penguins I do am. not like to give us meat. Oh, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna submit that as a headline while we're uh, while we're on the air. So <laughs> Reckless for Life confirms McDonald's. What shall we say? McDonald's to open uh, to release special edition Alaskan McMoose. What do you think? This sounds good. Sounds good. good. Any, any or a quarter pounder with penguin, or a quarter pounder with penguin. Either way, yeah. A quarter pounder with penguin or penguin fries. It could be um, instead of McNuggets, McPenguins. It could be that oh, no. since they're both birds. Yeah. yeah. I've just submitted it and I've misspelled moose. <laughs> <laughs> you spell it meese. I spelled it as in as in as in hair moose. Oh. Uh. Oh, M O U S. That that would not taste very good. That would be terrible. How, how do you spell moose? M O O S E. Yes. Oh dear, how embarrassing. I'll quickly change that before before S T H uh, <laughs> McMoose. Double O S E. Yep. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Okay. What is your favorite denomination and why is it Baptist? I suppose it has to be Baptist. I go to non, a non-denominational church right now, but I guess it's somewhat Baptist. Like when my parents got married and went to Michigan, my dad told my mom to tell everyone that she was a Baptist or else she would get funny looks and everybody would think she was a Pentecostal. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is, the, this is the last question, isn't it? Yeah. So, yep. Okay, so Reckless, don't let me down here. If the FBI raided your house, how many my pillows would they find? Unfortunately, none. And the reason <laughs> I said, "Don't let me down." Hey, the reason the reason why is I have a blood bond with my current pillow. I've had this pillow since I was five years old. The first time I biked down a hill, I crashed and I needed to get stitches, and oh. so I had my pillow with me, and I I bled on it while going to the emergency room to get stitches and I it was made from my grandma's old couch. Oh wow. When I was five. Wow. That's cool. And so I've had this pillow my pretty much my whole life. That's why cool. I need to replace it. A sentimental can, pillow. Can I say something though? It is possible to have more than one pillow. I don't believe in throw pillows. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh heresy. <laughs> we found a new co host. Do you believe do you believe in screwdrivers? How many screwdrivers should the average household have? I don't know. I, I prefer butter knives. Oh. <laughs> oh. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. I would have to ask my brother how many s- screwdrivers there are. He's always losing them though. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we have to use butter knives. Oh. Kurgle has now entered the uh. fetal position. Yeah. <laughs> No throw pillows. <laughs> no, instead I have a stuffed hippo I sleep with. Yeah, okay. Is it in the shape of a throw pillow? No, it's not. Okay, it doesn't count. <laughs> is that what I can see in the background? Yeah, that's what you see in the background is Hobart the hippo. Let's go ahead and 
read some published headlines. There's been quite a few in the last month or so. So we're going to go about a month back and begin to read a few. Um, so we're going to start with TheoNerd97. And his is Chris Christie announces presidential campaign promising to eat up competition. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Slaying Giants. Hunter gives his dad 15% for Father's Day. Caring is sharing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, about, it's about the son's love for his father. That's what that's yeah. about. Yep. Yeah, the next one is from Stanky Stankovich from also about a month ago. And I know this was one of Stanky's first attempts at a Bible verse humor. So I'm really, uh, really happy for him that this got published and featured, which is really cool. Unearthed Leviticus verse deems women unclean for seven days after shopping at Target. <laughs> that is great. You know, um, it was, oh, I think last, yeah, last week, um, I had to drive Gizmo into city to go to a friend's uh, birthday party and we passed a target. And this was like the first time I ever passed a target and I did not feel a little tug to pull in. Hmm. Did, did, did this ominous music start playing as you got close? Yeah. Kind of like jaws. <laughs> and was there like the shadow descending on the, on your vehicle as it approached? Yeah, and then as I kind of passed it, everything lit up again. Nice. A few drag queens running in and out. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on before I get into uh, inappropriate territory. This is from Slaying Giants. Congress triples NASA's funding after agency unveils mission to plant Brit pride flag on moon. <laughs> That's a good one. That's how you get your money nowadays. That was a great Photoshop as well. Yes, it was. Well, Prof, this is, um, this is meta. You get to read out your own headline. Oh, I get to read my own. Okay. Hunter plays Biden and is put in timeout for five minutes. So um, <laughs> I, it's funny how you remember what triggers something, right? So like I was literally sitting in a cabin at our favorite lake. And I saw the news that Hunter Biden had reached a plea agreement, quote unquote, plea agreement. And I'm like, and I and I read the article really fast. It's like, this guy's got, he's getting nothing. He's basically hit him with the wet noodle and say, don't do it again, basically, right? So that's where I got. Well, because his name's Biden, so I thought, well, Hunter pleads Biden, and that's where that came from. It's oh. <laughs> really good. Uh, let's see. Next one is from SMH in Ohio. Scholars confirm that after Peter's vision, some Jews converted to Christianity just for the bacon. Yes. <laughs> I read that one and I was jealous that I hadn't thought of it. So that's a good headline. That makes a good headline. Why didn't I give that an update? I've just done that. My apologies. Oh. SMH in Ohio. It's like you're on vacation or something. It's terrible, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Well, the next one is from our very own two plus two is chicken. And uh, perhaps I could take the opportunity. Two plus two is chicken. Congratulations. He has officially been taken up into the writer's team of the Babylon Bee. So that's really good news. And Yay, chicken. That's awesome. I'm very really, well, really happy for Mr. Chicken. I'm very, very well, happy. very well earned, very well deserved. And also, um, yeah, could have been sooner. We think. Exactly. <laughs> Could have been sooner. Yep. Yep. Very, very cool. Nursery workers place tip jar out as parents pick up Aiden. <laughs> Which, and I think originally he, 
they, I think SDH punched it up slightly and changed. I think he'd said uh, as, as they pick up children or something, and SDH changed it, changed it to Aiden. That was a, a very funny edit, and I've seen it. Yeah. I've, I've seen since then a few headlines, and I've used it as well actually, with uh, including Aiden. So yeah, he, he's the- gained in popularity. <laughs> yeah, it's good and to see the. Kurgle's got the best Aiden gif, and I don't know how to find it. I'm not sure what search term you okay, use for what, that. What I, what I did um, a while back when I saw an Aiden headline, yeah. what I put in the search was little boy. Oh. And I saw that one. I thought, that looks like Aiden. It looks like Aiden. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yep. So anybody on their own can do a gift search for little boy. You'll probably know the yep. one. Yeah. yeah. When you see it, you'll know it's, it's that one. Yeah, it's hilarious, though. It, it fits Aiden so well. Yeah. I about died laughing the first time I saw that. Yeah. All these headlines seem to fit my cousin Aiden very well. Ah, you have an actual Although cousin he's, named he's Aiden? He's a teenager. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, he was. His mom got so upset when his name turned out to be the most popular one of the year, she has threatened to rename him. <laughs> the next headline is from. T-K-L-O Jared. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles leave New York amid crackdown on pizza ovens. <laughs> and that actually dropped as a published headline while we were recording with Israel on the last podcast. So Yes, it did. Yep. Very funny. He, even though he's on staff, he hardly ever gets headlines published. So Dan yeah. Coates, DC 2020. Um, awesome guy. Um Nation confused by parades where everyone keeps their clothes on and doesn't swing sex toys around. <laughs> which I, which was a reference to the 4th of July. So 4th of July parades. Yep. I understood the reference. Yeah. <laughs> because history started when, Tej? Uh, July 4, 1776. Everything before that was a mistake. Ron Swanson. I, I, would, I would argue that uh, history started 6,000 years ago. Well, okay, I get you there. Okay. When Adam and Eve rode on dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> and Ken Ham took a photo of it at the same time. Yes. Yeah. He was there. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> I was there, Gandalf. Anyway. We have another one from 2 plus 2 is chicken. Another this one's, one. Yes, another one. 15 other things found at the White House while searching for a cocaine suspect. <laughs> I was teasing two plus two because he's just had so many publishers recently and very well, yes. in all seriousness, very well deserved and very well Absolutely. earned. But, uh, it's like, I just posted a GIF, like another one. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I had the lead on him. We were kind of doing this kind of unofficial race about published headlines. And I had, I led by one, but all of a sudden he just had a whole bunch. Like he had one that was like a uh, year old or two year old headlines. He had a really old headline that got published, you know, at, and so he's just, you know, just outshot me um, by by far. So well deserved, <laughs> well deserved. So the next headline again is from TKLO Jared. Congratulations! Trump announces that New Truth Social Revenue Sharing Program will pay creators with Trump NFTs. <laughs> the best, the greatest. There were some good photoshops for that headline. Those were good. Yeah. Soapy says, 48, after viewing video of Grandpa Joe sniffing and licking little girls, maybe John says, it's okay, I'm good. I don't need to be a Biden. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say, uh, welcome back, Soupy says, 48. He was gone for a while, but yeah. it, it was really exciting to see him back one day, not, not too long ago. Absolutely. 
Okay, we've got another one from Two another Plus Two is one. Chicken. Who another is this guy? One. Hire this guy. He's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> circumcised Galatian really wished that letter from Paul came sooner. That was really good. Really, really that was good. So funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that, that's another one of those headlines, right, where you read it and think, why didn't I think of that? Exactly, right? Yeah. This one is from Real McCoy. Biden assumed the cocaine belonged to that clean and articulate black fella that used to live here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so good. Uh, the next one is from The Catman. Man slept funny last night, but can't write even a chuckle today. <laughs> And that, that got. Was, uh, oh, go ahead. The, yeah, I don't know if that was uh, if they just changed it slightly, but the the uh, actual published headline, which uh, is very relatable, thirty eight year old man rushed to hospital after sleeping in a slightly weird position. That is very it's, relatable. It's interesting how when you're, you know, in your upper thirties, forties, try even your fifties, you go to bed perfectly healthy, you wake up injured. I don't know how yeah. that happens, but it happens. Yeah. I I think, uh, Prof. Uh, I I know. I'm going to embarrass myself here, but I, 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 as I'm getting older, I do have a problem with snoring. And uh, my wife also has a problem with snoring because she has to endure it the whole night. Ah, <laughs> so I, I'm beginning to wonder if some of these pains I feel aren't necessarily from sleeping in a funny position, but it's my wife actually punching me in, in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, it, it, she's punching you. Have you ever woke up with a pillow on your face? Because she's probably just about that close to snuffing you out, if that was the case. So, yeah. There's a headline in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I once woke up with my mom in my bed because my dad was snoring so loud. Oh, no. <laughs> she's like, I can't sleep with him right now. Oh, funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> On behalf of fathers everywhere, Reckless for Life, I apologize. <laughs> and Reckless knows she's got some things to look forward to when she's older, like going to bed healthy and waking up injured. So. You got that going for you someday. Yep. This is your, a really uplifting future, podcast. Yeah, your, your future is only getting better. <laughs> That's right. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, that was good. We didn't, we didn't do that last time, read the headlines, and I really want to make sure we did yeah. that this time. So. Oh, there's one more. Yep. Is there one more? Okay. Yep. Musky Marlin did Trump offers Vivek Ramswamy lead tech support role in new administration. Very good. That's <laughs> a very good headline. That's a tough name to say, but uh, yeah. yeah, a very funny headline. My dyslexia makes it a little hard at times. Oh. Well, j- just say his name with confidence. Yep. There you go. Yep. Well, my, my former pastor in the UK used to say, if you the, the, the trick is when you're reading difficult biblical Old Testament names, just say them confidently and quickly, and no one will mm-hmm. argue with you. Yeah. So, well, my problem is my brain adds in extra letters or swaps them around sometimes. Mm. Mm. We had a great time visiting with Reckless for Life and getting to know her a little bit better. And I'm very thankful she accepted all of our Alaska jokes uh, very, very mildly and laughed and all that good stuff. But uh, I just wanted to say that it's been an absolute pleasure to. Uh, meet her and I get the pleasure of seeing her and I'm giving her a giant internet hug right now. And, um, someday, someday in the future, who knows, maybe we'll meet, but uh, it's been my absolute pleasure to, uh, to be here. It was my pleasure too. I really liked it. Good. Yeah. 
it, it was a lot of fun getting to know you more. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've seen your pictures and your artwork on, mm-hmm. on the bee, but it's completely different when you get to, even though we're yeah. not in person, you know, to see you mm-hmm. live, it, it was really cool and had a really fun time. So, um, go buy some throw pillows and then we'll see you <laughs> next time. <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay. Yeah, it's great having you on, and like uh, mm-hmm. like the guys have said, it's it's just awesome to get to see you face to face and mm-hmm. uh, put a a voice. And I think you've got uh, over on not the B. I think your avatar is your actual photo. So yes, it is. I, I had an mm-hmm. idea of what you might look like. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but it's it's great to put the voice to you and 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 spend some time getting to know you a bit better. And uh, yeah, really appreciate you giving up your time. And um, I think you've got a a family member trying to video call you or something so yep. <laughs> we'll, yeah we'll let you get on yeah <laughs> we'll let you get on with that um we're looking forward to continuing to see some great headlines from you on the forum and uh, all the fun interaction that you mm-hmm. that you create and um yeah it's been a it's been a real joy having you on the forum it's a joy to be there it's such a cool place and um mm-hmm. yeah i just want to want to thank all of the subscribers to this podcast as well i was blessed to see that we've got nearly 250 subscribers now to We The Beeple, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, pales in significance to the nearly 16,000 subscribers to the main Babylon Bee podcast, but <laughs> we're grateful for them. And um, and also go and give Jay Baker a follow, The Beeple's Testimony. That's another community podcast which recently came out. He's currently got four episodes up. Uh, do go and check those out as well. And uh, if you're on Not The Bee, do check out our group. As we said on the last episode with Israel, if you haven't had the chance, do go and check out in the archives uh, the very wonderful and official Not The Bee podcast. Like we say all the time, if you've got any ideas, this after all, this is a community podcast. So if you've got any ideas or suggestions, things you'd like to see more or hopefully not less of, <laughs> let us know. Uh, drop us a response uh, over on the We The People group on Not The Bee or on the uh, yeah, tag us on the headline forum. Uh, we're, we're around and you can reach us that way. So I guess until the next time, I'll uh, bid you guys a good afternoon and a good day. And um, Prof and Kurgle, I look forward to catching up with you guys shortly. And uh, Reckless for Life, God bless and uh, all the very best. Bonus content. I'm going to try and edit it down into like five minute clips to post it on the private group I have on Not The Bee, which has my videos in it some of them oh cool yeah cool Good to know yeah i invited there's, there's a group for everything on, yeah on i invited kurgle but she has not accepted it yet <sighs> oh sorry i'll go look yeah because i'm not over there very much but but now now i know to go look for that well we we had an exchange didn't we kurgle on not the b earlier this week because uh <laughs> on on the babylon b headline forum you are your score is very impressive and then I, I did a double take and your, your score over on Not The Bee is under 1 million. Yeah, I think it's what? Low it's even three, less. Low 300,000. A measly, measly 300,000. <laughs> so yeah. you're not on there very often, I, I presume. Oh, what happened? Oh, oh we've lost gone. him again. <laughs> this happens every time. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> okay, we'd better pause it.
let me pause it while he's uh, while he tries mm-hmm. to get get back on. I'm Pro- I'm going to re- I'm going to record that and say Prof was so cross and offended that that you're hardly on the not the B that he logged off. <laughs> and he's back. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> it happened. It happened. What's everyone got planned for the rest of the day? I think I'm just taking a break. I have to cook dinner. Oh, <laughs> oh no. My wife yeah. gets to make me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to go to sleep. Yeah. I, I'm going to catch up on some emails, and um, that's mostly it. We have to drop off my wife's vehicle. needs uh, It's air conditioning fixed, so I'm going to meet her. She's getting her hair done right now, so whenever she's done, she's going to text me. I'm going to meet her there, drop off her vehicle, and go home. So, so the 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 air conditioning that that's not broken because you tried to use it uh, repairing some sort of appliance at home. <laughs> no, no, it just doesn't work. <laughs> and we had it fixed in our car three years ago, and it broke down again. Um, and we have an extended warranty, so hopefully it shouldn't cost too much. But um, yeah, so we're getting that dro- dropping that off tonight. So. This can be edited out of the podcast, but um, do you, apparently, I I I presume it's similar in the States, but uh, we're told over here, even in the winter, that you're supposed to still use your air conditioning every so often just to keep it going. Otherwise, that can cause it to break down. When you use your defrost, it actually uses your AC system. So in the winter, if you have to defrost your windshield, it's actually using using your AC. Okay. All right. But I've never heard that use it so it doesn't break down. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's maybe an old wives' tale, but uh, yeah, I don't okay. Know. Okay, well, Kurgle, I'll let you go and cook food for your, for Mister Kurgle. Conveniently, okay. you're already in the kitchen, so that works out well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, we, women can multitask, so she, she can, you know, record this podcast and start chopping those onions or whatever. That's right. <laughs> no, t- tonight is spaghetti night. Mm, oh, that sounds good. My favorite. Oh, yeah. that's it. Actually, we're having something like that too tonight. My wife said so. And I had spaghetti as well. Oh, that's right. You had pasta. Yeah, very nice. 